and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We are on a mission to inspire other parents to enjoy camping adventures with their kids such as we have with ours. Today we want to talk about lighting while you're camping and also camping with your pets. It occurs to me that we, we have a number of different types of lights that we use uh, when we're camping. You know, front country camping and back country camping are slightly different. Uh, so I'll talk about front country camping, and then and then we can just pull probably one out of the of the, out of the pile for the uh, backcountry camping. When you're uh, when we're around the the picnic table, uh, the eating space, the the community outside of the tent area, we tend to use. And I should probably preface this with no sponsorships here. Uh, when I use product names, it's simply because that's what we own. I don't mean anything. I can say that we like it or we don't like it. That's it. Nobody pays me anything. And nobody's going to pull their sponsorship because we said because, we because hate their we product. Said, yeah, exactly. We have a Coleman Lantern. It's, I want to say it's an 8D cell battery lantern. So it's heavy and clunky, but it burns forever. It has three different uh, light levels. All quite nice. Uh, works well in our, especially if we've got it in our cooking shelter. It's great. It's usually you don't have an issue unless it's an overcast day. You don't have an issue with with light in the middle of summer when you're car camping inside of a provincial park. But as you get later in the evening and hopefully you've pulled out a game of whatever, Monopoly, D&D, I don't care. It's a good light for that sort of deal. Outside of that, it's heavy clunking. It uses batteries, kind of things that I'm not a fan of. It has its purpose. Outside of that, we use two other, three other different types of lights. The two straight, most straightforward ones are Lucy Lights, L-U-C-I. Again, not sponsored. They're fantastic lights. They're super light. They're solar powered. Rather, they, they charge batteries uh, solar, by, by solar panels. They're inflatable, meaning they're a, a collapsible plastic tube that you can blow up. Uh, so they float. They're waterproof. They have, I believe, two different levels of light, plus a red light so it doesn't ruin your night vision plus a blinky light in an effort to uh, signal distress. They, for what it's worth, they last a long time at full bore. They do they do trickle off. They're good lights to use for plunk it in the tent to read by, grab it to make a your, your nighttime trip to the potty, that sort of deal. Not really great for transporting. They're nice ones to grab and or, you know, if you're going to go plunk, if, if we're going to sit around the fire and the fire's winnowing down or you want to read a book in your chair they're good ones to plunk in the um, on the side and, and point your book towards and, and read that way we also have I, I have just bought two new versions of those that are larger have two more levels of light I believe and also have a power pack in them so that you can uh, you charge your phone or whatever out of them uh, again solar powered etc etc the two finals would be uh, headlamps. They they come and they play well front country, back country. It doesn't matter where. Strap a headlamp on if you're out for a if you're doing the bat hike, going out to watch the bats all come screaming out to eat up all the bugs that are making you crazy through the day. That's a good thing to do if you're making a run for the privy in the middle of the night. Strap a headlamp on. You can see well if you're out for a bike ride and it's you know duskish. Uh, that's a good place. If you're in the backcountry, you literally, it is an essential part of your backcountry kit to have a headlamp. If you're cave diving. <laughs> spelunking. We have gone spelunking with our headlamps. See, there you go. Keeps your hands free so you can grab onto stuff. And that's that's the trick. That's the beautiful segue into number four, into the last one, flashlights. 
dependable. They're in your pocket. They're now push button. They have LED lights. They take you know three triple A's. They're not a big deal. They don't weigh anything. They're pretty indestructible. Never hurts to have one around. Or you just got a new keychain one. Teeny tiny. Takes a couple of watch batteries. Lasts for a long time. You know, it's a nice, nice thing to have kicking around. It's uh, LED and it, so it's pretty bright too for the size of it. Yep, they throw they throw light at pretty decent as LEDs progress as the as the as they the scientists get better with their stuff. You can see farther and farther with less and less power. So they, I, it's awesome. It's, I think it's great, especially if you use read which we tend to do. Not obviously watch batteries; they don't have those out yet. But you know, triple A's, double A's. And we have so many rechargeable batteries. Uh, we do all that stuff. So there you go. There's lights for you. That's it for lighting. On to camping with your pet. So we have camped with two different dogs. Our first dog, Cookie, and now with our second dog, Farley. We camped at Kilbear, I think it was, with Cookie. Yep. And then um, maybe Arrowhead as well. And then subsequent parks have been with Farley. The rules as far as camping with your dog is that you must keep him on or her on a six foot leash at all times. And other than there is a pet exercise area, which uh, I think even then you're supposed to maintain them on a leash, but um, in pet exercise area, sometimes you can let them run free to get some exercise. They're never allowed on the people beach, but there is often a, a dog beach where you can take them so they can go for a swim or cool off. And when you leave your site, you must take your pet with you. You can't leave them in the site by themselves. We've always, as a practice at night, put our dogs in the car with making sure that the windows are cracked a little bit if it's a bit of a warm, has been a bit of a warm day. But usually the temperature drops enough at night that they've been totally fine in the car. And it just keeps them safe so that they're not being attacked by wild animals and also keeps them from barking all night and keeping everybody else up because they're hearing a raccoon skittering around or something eating eating my brown sugar, sugar for my <laughs> sugar cubes for my coffee in the morning yeah goofballs <laughs> and uh we we don't choose to take them into the tent but that's the other option is to take them into the tent with you but our just our dogs are a bit restless or have been a bit restless and so they're going to keep us up half the night but moving around in the tent and and or barking at any, every little sound that they hear outside the tent so we've chosen to put them in the car when we're car camping and, and that's, like I said, it's been fine. We just are very mindful of the fact that the temperature can get hot. We can't just sleep in in the morning and leave them in there either. So we're always also mindful of getting up around 7 o'clock or so in the morning to make sure that they can get out and they can, they can cool off outside. It can get quite hot for them outside because you're in the middle of the open. There's no air conditioning, obviously. So it can get quite hot for them while you're camping. So you have to also be mindful of that. If you have a dog that's very sensitive to heat or an older dog, ours is now classified as a senior dog. And he's become a fair bit more intolerant of the heat with age. And he's also a bit more of a prima donna with age. If there's something distasteful to him out in the campsite, like he's getting dirty, he's not comfortable, he wants to sit in the car, even though it might be 30 degrees outside, he still wants to be sitting in the car. But getting dirty, he's happy to go dig, 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 and absolutely put dirt everywhere, which is <laughs> why we don't bring him into the tent, because he's a whack job. Our advice is if you know you have a dog that tends to be fairly barky, you might do all of your neighboring campers a, a favor and not bring him or her with you uh, when you're camping. Maybe find a boarding place. 
but um, ours do tend to be fairly if they do bark it's fairly quiet and just to let us know that there's somebody close by but for the most part our dogs are fairly well trained not to be really loud yeah so so when the raccoons ate my trigger cubes <laughs> it was them the raccoons that woke me up not not a dog not just, the dog just saying <laughs> yeah so if, if i had anything to add to that that's fantastic when you're looking at the ontario pikes parks website make sure that you're looking where your site is is not a dog free area because they do have those dogs are not allowed in the comfort stations either by the way correct yeah there's there's a lot of dog rules uh, um, they're well laid out i know weird for a government-run website but i'm just saying they are laid out well you do have to look for things like if there's a, a dog beach or a dog exercise area they're not always well flagged Sometimes it's easier if you can if you uh, filter your searches for that specifically. Otherwise, for the most part, animals are welcomed at the parks. Not necessarily all your neighbors are going to be thrilled about it, but such is life. Well, please do make sure that you pick up after your pet. Oh, student scoop! Oh my goodness! Always, yes. always armed with poop bags, just so that you can stoop and scoop after. But that's that's the brilliant meme that that's out there. It's like camping. The one place in the world that you can be in your pajamas with a bag of poop in your hand and have a quite nice chat with your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're, we are <laughs> recording this just before Christmas 2021, and we hope you have a wonderful and safe Christmas. Uh, we will be enjoying very small celebrations with family, and we'll be back hopefully in the new year. Jingle, jingle. I hope you're all having a good one. Please do reach out to us anytime. Our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's hi at supergoodcamping.com. We are on all the social media. Please reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We would love to hear from you, and we hope you enjoy hearing from us. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.